Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. everyone, Simon here again from Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Tracy Lamori. And Tracy um, just gave me a statement just before we started the recording that she elevates and celebrates what other people do, her clients. So Tracy, tell the listeners a little bit about you and how you work and how you help people. So yeah, um, as my bio says, I'm an international award-winning publicist, literally working across borders, across industries with people of all, you know, all kinds of stages of business, creative fields, et cetera. And basically what I do is help them get attention. So whether that's putting them in front of cameras, television, you know, radio, newspapers, podcasts, helping them uh, learn how to elevate their own thought leadership by finding places where they can provide articles or be quoted in magazines, um, getting them on award stages, all of that stuff. So I'm shining a spotlight on what other people are doing, essentially, my clients. And uh, yeah, so everybody can see the good work they're doing and learn more about it. And as you you were saying uh, earlier, it's making sure that you're supporting people with ethical content as well, isn't it? It's got to be something that adds value. For sure. I always say, I mean, it's not all going to be causes. Like we started very heart centered on cause. And I know it's not all going to be causes, small businesses, but I never want to, you know, I will never pick up a client that I look at their platforms and everything and they're using it to put out anger or whatever in the world they've already got. They're not doing you know, yeah. they're not doing anything good with the platforms they have. So I'm not going to elevate that, that platform. Yeah. But I like to provide platforms to people who, people and things and projects and companies, small businesses yeah. primarily. Yeah, I don't yeah. like doing the corporate thing because then it's away from a person and their message and then it can get convoluted and yeah, you don't know how ethical it can be over the course of the contract, right? So. Yeah. And, and it's interesting you say that about ethics because, you know, uh, very often we, we think about the values in our business and we perhaps recruit our team against our values, but very much, you know, with the sounds of it and using those ethics that you've talked about, you're actually choosing your clients based upon them matching your values of, of who you want to work with as well. And that's, that's a great thing to be able to do, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, they don't have to all be exactly like me in every single way, but I mean, you know what I mean? There's, there's, they're all, they're all, you know, and they're all, I learned from them all. They're all different, like I said, across yeah. industries, across their diverse in terms of age, in terms of interest, in terms of culture, yeah. in terms of race, in terms of everything. <laughs> it's just yeah. a huge, I'm always learning something new. So um, in that case, it's definitely not, it's not a matter of being homogenous. But yeah, in terms of ethical, they all have to yeah. be ethical. They yeah. all have to be, you know, heart-centered, good people. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's hard to quantify, but you know what I mean? People yeah. do enjoy in their own little corner of the world. Mm. They're not tearing other people down they're not building something based on some negativity it's all you know messaging my company is named after me and you know i'm i'm you know i never was that's what it comes down to i came into this as an advocate and you know i'm never gonna money is successful as we become and we're getting up there money is never gonna you know replace that primary purpose yeah which was we we just we began 
to point out communication about some certain things. Yeah. And, you know, money's never going to push aside that communication um, no. component. No, it's not compromising, yeah. So mo- moving on to the, the the what we're drinking in business today, and, you know, I'm sat here, I've got my two firmest flasks. One I've got honey and lemon in to keep my throat going. The other one I've got a coffee in. What, what are you drinking today then, Tracy? You know, my husband's always like, that's not really coffee, but I've been drinking the French. It's French vanilla brewed coffee because lately oh. I've gone off the sugar and the cream. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to do the whole healthy I'm 50 thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been told to keep up. So I thought, okay, that's probably half my problem. And if I put the French vanilla, you know, that brew, at least it's got yeah. some flavor in it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty much drinking a bl- I'm learning to drink black coffee, which is a wow. learning process. Yeah, you see, I, I'm the opposite. I started on black coffee and actually oh I'm, I'm, I'm learning to enjoy more the, the lattes <laughs> and some of the syrups as well. So uh, That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, oh, I'll, yeah come, no, I'll come the other way. I in the old days, I couldn't down coffee unless, and this is not for the coffee purist to hear, but when <laughs> I was young, I would be, you know, I would just soak it in, oh, I can't even think of it now, all kinds of sugar and all kinds of cream. Yeah. Cafe au lait with too much sugar would have been my. <laughs> well, but it's it's interesting you say that, Tracy, because we had somebody on the on the podcast um, a few episodes ago, and his uh, family are um, they, they uh, harvest tea in India, oh. and apparently, you know, over here in the UK, you know, we have our we're very we like our tea and probably more tea than coffee, but he was saying over there that when they drink it over there, they put a lot of milk in it and a lot of sugar you know they'll have four or five sugars in a very small cup and a lot of milk but that's pretty close to what i would have been doing at one time yeah 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 we all have our ways don't we so is is there a particular um brand or flavor of coffee or roast of coffee that you enjoy you got your favorite you know what's interesting? Not so much because like I'm really learning coffee now. Like I said, before I would have preferred tea most of the time. Mm. I would have preferferred tea. That was my most of my life. And I've recently heard that, you know, as I'm trying to do this health thing, that actually coffee, a cup of coffee a day is good for your liver. Who knew? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I guess I'll, you know, so then and then that's when I'm thinking, okay, you got to cut down on the milk and sugar. So we'll yeah. try it. Back. So I'm actually just now learning and literally the last six months experimenting with, with drinking uh, okay. black coffee or drinking coffee. That's not soaked in like as much cream as I can throw in the cup to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've, yeah, I've got, so, and, and funnily enough though, my husband, we, we who went to, he was always a here in Canada. It's Tim Horton's double, double, you know, which is like, yeah you know yeah horrible so he was always addicted to that that was his you know which is your double sugar and your for the the uninitiated your double sugar and your double uh cream yeah and for the and and that was like his you had to have that every morning and then we went to malta on business and it was the first Mm. time in his life ever where he had proper coffee where you know they were yeah. like, you know, oh, you want an Americano? Oh, okay, you know. And then yeah. and so he started drinking the proper, you know, the espresso. Uh-huh. And then he was like, actually, and then he came back and he would, it, it was all about black coffee. And he, he certainly, <laughs> you know, this brand he likes, not when he doesn't. So all of a sudden we took the boy to, he took the boy to Malta and he yeah. came back in coffee. Yeah, the fish converted. Won't touch yeah, it yeah. to Horton's double-double. Yeah. 
So I've got to ask you, because obviously we were talking before the recording. Um, you know, I've always had businesses in, in Canada and had a business uh, importing hot tubs from Toronto, uh, which is, you know, where, where your, your home, your home city. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anywhere in Toronto that you love to have a drink, whether it's tea, coffee, a bar? You know, where's your favorite place in Toronto? Oh, well, Toronto has some great spots. And, mm. um, oh, there are some, you know, in the in the area where the University of Toronto is near St. George University and all that, there are some, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. I can't remember the name, but I could bring you there. And it's beautiful. It's like two old um I'll send you so you have it in the show notes, but it's yeah. two old like Victorian houses put okay. together. And then so there's a beautiful big patio outside. But when you go in, it's like all the old fixings, kind of like what you would get, you know, in the UK, but we don't yeah. get a lot of here. And um, yeah, just a really nice old like comp, but a lot of students go there and a yeah. lot of, but it's a, a big mix. It's a good, really gorgeous place, but the, the clientele is all is mixed. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, great, it's a great spot. And I can't wait till we're not closed. Everything in Toronto right now is completely shut down. So how is it still shut down? Hamilton yeah. is open now for like limited five. It's a different, you know, five to 10 people in a, I think. Yeah. It, but Toronto is still like delivery only or wow. no hair. Yeah. And, we're, and we're the same here. We're the same here. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, as I was thinking and you, as you were talking there, I remember one trip to Toronto and there's a, a broadcasting station there. And I can't think what the name of the station is, uh, but there was a coffee shop quite close to And I think it was something like an MTV studio or something like that uh, on one of the main, uh, main streets there. And I always remember having a great coffee in one of the little shops there. I can't remember what the shop was. It was something like Evelyn's or something like that. But yeah, really, really interesting. And you're right, Toronto's got some amazing places to have have coffee as well as having alcohol as well and eating out. Yeah. And I got a let me name check a place in Hamilton where I live now, which is 40 minutes west. Yeah. I, lo- I loved this place before I ever went to it and it almost closed down during COVID. And I hope it survived just because of the name. Because when I first heard of it, I just come back from my you know annual trip to Los Angeles, you know, because yeah. I do my PR stuff there to Hollywood, to Hollywood, actually. Yeah, yeah. And when I came back, there was a club here and bands were playing out. And my husband was like, oh, my God, we got to go. And it's a clash of gold Hamilton band place been around 20 years. All kinds of big names are played. And it's called This Ain't Hollywood. This it's ain't not Hollywood. Place. It's called <laughs> This Ain't Hollywood. Yeah. This is Hamilton. You know, if yeah. you know, it's it's a very like Hamilton. It's not a fancy place. It's a you know like a working man's place, but it's awesome. Yeah. You know? Well, there you go. There. Big, so, yeah, big, big shout out for This Ain't Hollywood. Yeah. And if there's any <laughs> listeners, if there's the any listeners on. in the Toronto area, go and check it out. In Hamilton, yeah. This Ain't Hollywood. And I don't work for them or anything. It's not any PR. I just love, I haven't even met the owner, I don't think. But yeah. I just love the name. From what I heard it, I was like, that's good. <laughs> and, and it's interesting. And we'll come on to the business questions in a minute. But I think it's during this lockdown, what I have seen is people have been great at trying to shout out for other businesses in their local area. I think business has become a lot more local in lockdown. One, because we've had to shop locally. Certainly here I in the UK, we have. What a loss it would be if we lost them, right? Yeah, exactly. And we've started to value those businesses. And, and I think we've realized very often those businesses don't succeed because we're not telling anybody else about them. And we should. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, that's your business, but we should be shouting out people, shouldn't we? And, and sharing yeah, good that's places. That's not somebody I work for. I mean, I, I, that was just, you know. Yeah, not yet. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then when I'm a politician, people are like, oh, maybe she's promoting. No, no, I'm actually just saying they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And we <laughs> should do that know. more. Yeah. 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 Listeners, I think, you know, if you do one thing from this podcast today, it's to go out and shout out about one local business. Tell sure. social media, tell your friends, tell your family. Even if yeah, they're closed, the tell them you want to go when you're there. Yeah, go to Yelp, you know, do a good yep. deed, go to Yelp or whatever, and actually take two minutes and like give somebody some love and a, a rating Great on tip. there. And that is so important to everything. Yeah. yeah. Like an author's book, give them a honestly, because I, I work with authors, I can tell you how important it is. You like an author's book, go and give them some love on your on Amazon, give them a review yeah. and because it boots it boosts them up in their reviews, it boosts them up in the anyway. Yeah, support. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's a great thing. So yeah, everybody go out there and give them a shout out and, and give them a review. So Tracy, thinking about your your own business, what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've fixed in your business? What can you share with us? That we fixed. Hmm. Or that you've worked on? Yeah. Um, so in terms of fixed, uh, like we just incorporated, which I think is a fix because I was afraid to go there for a long time. We started nine years ago as a freelancer. I have no business experience in terms of I, I knew what I like how to do what I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah. great at that. But in terms of the back end, building a business, thinking of myself as a business owner, I literally I would have kept being a freelancer forever until five years, six years ago. My friend pushed me at the time. It was like, you've got to at least not incorporate them, but you've got to register. You've got to register your business. So, so we finally registered as a general partnership in 2015 and myself and my husband, and which is like a sole proprietorship, only the two of us. Yeah. And that's what we were for, for five years. And then when that came up, it was time to renew that. We, my business consultant has been telling me for a very long time, look at your you know resume, look who you work with, look at the scale you work on you need to incorporate you need to scale up but I had no idea like I said what that meant it all seems intimidating it's all you know and so she finally pushed me to do it and we actually scaled up during COVID and it's been really good since then so I think you know if I had understood that like I think a big you know we all have blank spots we don't know we don't know just like you know I know how to get people in media and they have no idea about it I had no idea about that back end and so that was embracing that fear yeah. and learning but that was a huge fix in terms of yeah. my business in terms of what we work on every day is amazing we have like a million yeah. super crazy awesome clients and we get major media attention for them and we, i just got a whole bunch of clients you know on australian television i did some on myself that was really? two days ago and wow so that was everybody's excited about that right now and now we're on to the next thing another i got jimmy dennis who i first wrote a press release about to get him off a of death row which he did get off 20-year campaign and now he's a musician speaking out and he's going to be on radio in 50 countries in two days so wow. we're always working on some yeah, yeah. This, stay up till three in the morning to make this stuff happen i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i'm intrigued about the incorporation side of things because yeah you said about scaling up and congratulations on taking that step and doing that is do you think there's something out there because some of the listeners will probably be in the same situation where they're thinking about you know do I don't I do I take that step what is it about the perception sometimes of the status of our business do you think you know is it about perception or is it about structure what is it that you think makes that difference between what you were and the incorporation that you've got now how how is that impacted how it turned out how other mm. like how, what difference is it made yeah yeah i think in terms of perception of other people it's huge i mean i was already 
personally hugely successful. I was already building my brand. I was already, but now I think the incorporation makes a different, with, you know, difference with a, a certain demographic for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and now, I mean, I didn't realize, you know, when I posted, Hey, I incorporated, you know, for example, on LinkedIn, that I was going to get like 150 people saying, congratulations. I hadn't mm. thought of it as being such a thing, like a, it's such yeah. an upgrade or congratulatory thing. I thought it was just a different structure, you know? Yeah. So that said something too, in the way, you know, it's, uh, so I have noticed that. And I mean, I, 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 I say a subtle perception because like I said, I was already on this fast success track. So it's yeah. not like I was being devalued because I wasn't, but I think people were probably surprised that I wasn't already. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's important, isn't it? Because some people announce it and then they sort of look around and think, so you weren't that already. They, they, again, it's that expectation, isn't it? As well as a perception. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And, I, and I think listeners, you know, it's, it's important to, to think about that, you know, what are the expectations of your clients and, you know, what are your expectations and what are their perceptions is really, really important. So Tracy, if you could give the, the listeners a tip or a lesson that they can take away, that they can do something with perhaps some way of getting on Australian TV, that would be a great tip. Um, but what, seriously, what tip, what lesson can you share with the, the listeners today? I've got one. That seriously is part of it right there, what you just said. So I can give you a takeaway. And first, you know, first, please look, go and research and Google the difference between advertorial and editorial before you reach out and make a pitch to any media. That's number one, because otherwise you're going to be, as a small business person, sending something that sounds more like an ad, which is yeah. not what the newsroom was. Think content and not, you know, free ad, number one. Just yeah. the way you would if you're trying to get on a podcast, same as anything. It's like, what, what do you have to offer your audience? Like you said yeah. at the beginning of this, you know, exactly. what's yeah. the takeaway for the audience? It's not about promotion for you, right? That's the case with any media. Yeah. Um, and then when you understand that, and when you're sure you got that, when you're sure you've got that, then go and here's a couple of things to write down because these are free resources that I half my business is built on. Because yeah. there's one thing about writing a press release that everyone knows. The other half is what I call the opposite of a press release, which is following the resources that, that are, exist for free where reporters on deadline look for people to fill their stories using okay. the, the sources I'm going to tell you in a minute and you guys got to write down. Yeah. I've literally got clients in Reader's Digest, The New Yorker, New York Times, Oprah.com, wow. The List, Good Housekeeping Print. So mainstream, everybody uses this. Yeah. And also blogs and you know Medium and all that stuff. Yeah. Help a reporter out, Haro, H-A-R-O. It's called helpareporterout.net. Free subscription. Three times a day, it'll come to you. Again, I'm looking at it right now before we go down. Like one men's journal is looking for somebody to talk about cocktail mixers for craft cocktails. <laughs> so if you were going to buy, that's what's happening. I'm scrolling through. The next one will be a doctor. Look, you know, they're looking for somebody in health to talk about yeah. whatever. Or, a, a, you know, whoever for mindset. I already knew the producers on Ticker TV. I was on last August, but recently on Arrow, I saw a call out from Ticker and I was like, huh, a different producer that I didn't know calling out for a different kind of story. And I pitched one of my clients to it and okay. got her on Ticker through her, literally through Help Reporter Out, not from my previous connection. So that's something anybody can go to right now. And Source Bottle is an Australian, it's, it's in Australia, Source Bottle, one word. You just go yep. to the website every day and look at it. It, um, is similar, mostly Australian, but maybe 70%, or no, I wouldn't say mostly, you know, it's mostly from Australia, but a lot of them are not Australia specific asks. Yep. 
So yeah, those are some quick resources and also things like Podmatch and Matchmaker where, you know, you can get on and speak. Don't be afraid. You are an expert. And I know a lot of small businesses say, oh, well, why would media want to talk to me? Well, you are an expert or you wouldn't be taking money for what you're doing. So take that same confidence that you ask from people's money with, you know, to yeah. do a service, <laughs> right? And realize, oh, that's right. I am an expert and be and, and share that expertise and your knowledge with media. And it doesn't matter. I always say, you know, if you clean, if you clean toilets for a living at the hotel, if you mow the lawn, if you, you are still an expert, in whatever you do, yeah. you have knowledge beyond that one thing you do. You know about the different things around you have a lot of knowledge you have a personal and there's story. a story to tell isn't it yeah story it's a personal story isn't it yeah so so what were those first two links you gave us again just go yeah, through those other listeners those yeah yeah <laughs> help a reporter out which is haro h-a-r-o but yep. i believe it's help a reporter out.net yeah okay and um the other and source bottle which i don't i don't remember if it's dot com or what but source yeah. like source and then bottle all one word yeah, see, I, I've learned something today in this because I never knew. I mean, obviously, I've, I've used Matchmaker and Podbooker for, for the podcast, put my podcast out there to get guests on it. Um, but I never knew that reporters have resources out there where they're looking to fill those gaps. And they got, they got deadline. I mean, like this one I mentioned from Men's Journal, just literally cocktail mixes for craft cocktails. Men's yeah. Journal, deadline 2 p.m. This one's done. I missed it. 2 p.m. 16th of March. For a roundup in Men's Journal, I'm going to include cocktail. Please include a link to the product. Share any lifestyle images with you. We're going to we're going to quote input from the bartenders and mixologists. So any bartender or mixologist has an opportunity to be in Men's Journal magazine there. Yeah. They might get 100 pictures. They might get five. There it's all about crafting it. You, you know, be you know, you don't spend three. Another quick tip: don't spend six days doing the perfect pitch because they're not going to go back to include. You get it in quick. They basically want to know what you would say for an interview. In other cases, they want a a fully you know send a paragraph they can just take in quote. Yeah. But you can tell from the ass. And yeah, it's gold, gold. Yeah, yeah. great. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, we yeah. never realized. I, I've got to ask a question because I know um, from from the emails that you sent through that you know you are a fan of media kits. Explain to the listeners, you know, if, if you want to put yourself out there, what is a media kit? You know, what what is something that you can send out to people where they know more about you and the bio and things? Just give it a bit of an a listeners yeah, a bit of an idea what that could what be. We call the pitch basically, right? A formal media kit you could, if you had a formal page, you know, would be like a one pager online, like usually a web page. Now in the old days, yeah. it was something you would mail and then yeah. now it's you know usually one pager just the stuff you want media to see like the photo or one or two pictures that you want media to use yeah uh, media any articles that you've already got any press release you're writing or your own messaging in one simple clean page in terms of reaching out to these but you also want one that's an email not on a page but just a little paragraph about you you know like yeah. when i'm doing my pitch i'll have you about tracy I don't just say Tracy's an international award-winning publicist, blah, blah, blah. I say that, but I also say why that matters to you and your audience. Like Tracy can give tips to anybody in any industry on how to get to the top of their industry using PR and media is one of the things I say, you know, yeah. or like Tracy can talk on this or that. So you give them a couple of ideas like you, why you would make a compelling feature for their specific audience. Ah, okay. Because I think sometimes, you know, I've certainly made that mistake in the past over the years. Uh, but you tr sometimes you give people too much information about you. You give them too much detail rather than actually the interest, the interesting person you can be, isn't it? That's quite yeah, important. That's the thing. You've got to really feed them a, 
Like, and they, the press release, there shouldn't be more than a one, really one thought. If they have to go here and go, wait, what am I supposed to, what am I thinking here? What's, because you got to realize it's a busy newsroom. They get a million things. You got to boom, boom, yeah. boom. And also another good tip is think, is this really something I would expect to see in the 22 minute news broadcast? Or is it more something I would see maybe not in the first two pages of the newspaper, you know, where the yeah. hard news is, but is it something I would see maybe on page eight, 13 or 14, or would I be more likely to see in the lifestyle section or, and then tailor your message to that on, uh, you know, okay. great tip. Yeah. I got I a whole that. bunch of them. My book will be coming out when, as soon as I finish, yeah. as soon as I finish it. So, so tell the, the listeners before we go on to the sort of final coffee question or the drink question, tell the listeners how they can find you. How, they, how can people digest this whole wealth of knowledge that you've got and find out more of things that can help them and connect with you? Yeah, and if you thought those, those tips were good, and wait till you see what I can do for you in a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the part where I get quickly advertorial, not editorial, but yeah, mm-hmm. I do work. Um, across industries and across borders. So anywhere there's English speaking media, I, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I can work with you. So, and I also offer, uh, the last thing you'll say is editorial, editorial. I also offer, because I do so many educating entrepreneurs things, I offer prices at a, a lot lower for entrepreneurs who want to try it out. Okay, than the traditional PR. Yep. Otherwise they would be like, well, I just learned all about it. Sounds great. And then you call up a PR house and it's 3000 bucks a month, three months minimum, and nobody can really deal with that. When they're just yeah. trying to learn what it is so i have a couple different price points under a thousand dollars so if anybody wants to take a few bucks out of their marketing budget and try it at the end of your month guarantee you have results i'll, t- I'll explain which results you can expect before you pay me anything mm-hmm. and um and yeah but whether it's me or whether you turn to another publicist or whatever some of this stuff you can do on your own but if you have more money than time take a thousand bucks out hire me hire some you know someone to do yeah this for you at least for a minute at least yeah. for a month or two yeah. because it's going to open up your mind and you're going to see how you're presented you're going to get that written pitch you're going to get some media that you can later build on if you decide that you don't want to have a publicist you know all the time but maybe yeah. just for different launches or once in a while as a partner right so how how do people find you then tell us tell, tell the listeners where where they can go to connect with you yeah so the website lamorimedia.com um, or they can email me lamoripr@gmail.com. Find me on social media, LinkedIn or Facebook, Tracy Lamori. You can also phone me with the old technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Toronto number is 289-788-5881. Beverly Hills number is 424-444-8052. I want you see now you've just showing off because you are probably going to be you certainly are the first and I should imagine you're going to be the last guest that i have that has a beverly hills telephone number that's great (laughs) i don't have an office there though i was about to and then covid we were thinking about i was looking at hiring a junior in america so they could stay there because i just go in once a year and you know i have a little office yeah beverly hills office but then covid happened and every i'm not going to do that all sight unseen so it's all right now it just comes through to my toronto office but yeah at least oh don't 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 bust the myth. Leave it. Leave it. Oh, resting where it is. In business, authenticity in business. Yeah. So, so for the listeners, uh, spell out Lamori for us, because obviously, you know, we, have, we might have different ways we spell that. Yep. Is L A M O U R I E. So basically, Lamor with an I E at the end. Okay, Lamori Media. So look at the website. Find Tracy on social media. Connect with her. 
find out what deals are available for you and digest this content and get some of these great, great tips. And we've, we've heard some great things today from you. So thank you for sharing those. And yeah, thank you. yeah. I'm just so pleased. I've got somebody with a Beverly Hills telephone number on, on the podcast. That, that's it. That's, that's my day done. I can go home now. Well, I can um, send you the pictures from Beverly Hills. I was so excited. The first time I went there, I had, I had one broken nail. I literally had to get my nails at their party. And so I chose the one in, in Beverly Hills, the nail salon. It yeah. was called the Beverly Hills nail salon. Just so I could be like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that would be uh, me and my wife all day long. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, a shopaholic. So I love spending my, I love designer oh, shops, which is quite unusual. So uh, yeah, keep me away <laughs> yeah. from that. Yeah. So, so thinking about when your next drink's going to be, Tracy, uh, where, if you could have it in a dream location, what dream location would you have your next drink? If you could have it anywhere in the world or, or who with, you know, where, where would it be and who with? I'm going to say anywhere. And I'm going to say Istanbul because oh, I've really? been there in the airport. Like literally posted on Facebook. I bought this in the airport in Istanbul on the yeah. way to Malta. And we had no time to go out and actually the country. And ever since then, I've been like, I was in Istanbul, which is a ah. whole different thing. And I never got a chance to leave the airport because I was literally there for an hour. So now I'm like, I, I that's on my passionate bucket list now to actually yeah. go there and leave the right. airport because it's a beautiful city. And I was reading all the magazines and looking at all the tourist stuff on there. Going, wow. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. And I'll share one very quick story. But um, we used to go to Mallorca, Spain. Uh, a lot more Spanish islands and we had our honeymoon there um, 20 something years ago 1992 and we used to go to a small uh, harbour village called Calabona and we used to fly into Palma on Mallorca and for our 25th wedding anniversary I decided to treat my wife and myself and we went back to Mallorca and I thought we can go back to where we had our honeymoon, but we'll go somewhere different. So I set a riddle and this riddle foxed everybody for about 18 months. So what I said was, we're going to go to somewhere where we've been lots of times, but we've never been to before. <laughs> and I booked a hotel in Palma, in, in the old, old city of Palma, the old town of Palma. So it was Palmer, like you went to Istanbul. You've been to Istanbul. Yeah, theoretically. You've never actually been to it, have you? You've never seen it. So right. that was that's what we did for our wedding anniversary. We stayed in Palmer, which we'd never, ever been into other than to fly into the airport before. And we'd been 10, 15 times, but we'd never yeah. seen this. And it's a, if yeah. anybody ever goes to Mallorca, you need to go and see Palmer. And if you've ever gone anywhere near Istanbul in the airport, you yeah, you definitely need to go out the airport. You know what I mean? Like I now, it bothers me every day now that I was on, I was there on that part of the planet, which I've never. And I, yeah, I, if Such I could have changed the flight, I tried. If I could have changed the flight to make it two days later, I would have. But no, it was uh, no. I was on business, so I had to be in Malta with the client. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to. I'd love to go to Malta as well. So that's, say, that's one of my places. Malta. It's not that I can complain about Malta. That was a great trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well. Thanks very much for being a guest. You've been an absolute bundle of energy and joy. And thank you very much for giving your time, which is always something I value very highly. Listeners, you've taken some great things there. You should have written those things down. If you didn't, go back to the front of this podcast again, listen to it, stop it, write those 
links down, those items down that Tracy's giving you real, real golden eggs, really, that can open up your uh, publicity of your business. And of course, reach out to Tracy as well. Thank you very much for being a guest. It's been an Thank absolute you. blast. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you from around the world be better aware, better educated. And I know because Tracy works so globally that each and every one of you can take some benefit from one of the advice that she's giving you today and most importantly from connecting with her. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Bye.